What is going on with the Canadian Pacific Railway dispute? Uh, the railway and the union representing employees are pointing fingers at each other right now as the shutdown and operations continues that began early Sunday. Uh, both sides say they are going to keep talking, but it's each other's fault, of course. And there's a lot of concern about what does this mean for uh, already strained supply chain. We've all somehow become experts in supply chain management somehow over the last couple of years. Barry Prentice is actually a professor in the Department of Supply Chain Management. Actually has something on his wallet says he is an expert, not just like you and me who are trying to pretend we are. Uh, welcome to the program, Barry. Well, thank you, Alan. Uh, Barry, I should mention, is a professor at the University of Manitoba's Asper School of Business. Uh, how much of an impact is this going to have short-term, long-term? Well, again, it really comes down to what is it, is it short-term or long-term? If it is short-term, you know, if this uh, the government decides they're going to order everybody back to work in a, a week or 10 days, then I think this will be more a hiccup. It'll have some impacts, but, you know, it'll work its way out fairly quickly. If it goes on beyond that for a long time, then, of course, it's much more serious because, as you know, the supply chains are delicate right now. We have uh, a lot of problems uh, just with things that have been backed up. Uh, grain shipments are, are behind. Uh, containers are behind. Uh, and even for that matter, we noticed that the rail shipments are actually down in terms of volume. So, uh, you know, there, there's problems that relate back to the fall when we had uh, the outage on the CP line in the, in the Fraser Canyon. So lots of things affecting us. Mm. Already the uh, federal NDP are uh, raising concerns that the government will step in with back-to-work legislation, that they won't let this go on. For the NDP, it's a kind of a, a tricky road here because they, you know, they have to appreciate the impact on s supply chain, but also say that this will set a bad precedent. Uh, is it your sense that the government will not let this go on? Oh, I don't think they'll let it go on. And as for a precedent, I think the precedent's already been set. You know, I can't remember the last time we had an extended rail strike. Uh, that the government did not step in and, and end it. And both parties know this. You know, the railway says that they're ready for binding arbitration. Uh, the union doesn't seem to want to go to that. But I think that's where the government is going to force them to go. Is this a harbinger of, of what is coming, you know, as we hopefully, and I say hopefully, emerge from the pandemic, that we are going to see a lot more in, labor, in the way of labor disruption? You know, it's a thought that's occurred to me. In fact, uh, even a thought that, I'm sure the government is very concerned that this uh, settlement ended up with a very high rate uh, for the union, that it might be trend-setting across the, the whole economy. And we saw this in the past, you know, some time ago, the, the seaway workers were once and the post office were another, and, and those were inflationary times, and they set off a whole chain of increases in wage rates. So I'm sure they're very worried about that kind of signal being given, because we do have uh, shortages now in labor and uh, we have tight markets and and wages are going up and they need to no <laughs> <laughs> they need to because inflation has yeah. been affecting us all as well you know it's a it's not a good time economically right well of course then it becomes a, a cycle because if you know if, yeah. if you try and match the wage you know the inflation rate then it just goes ar around and around is there not the conventional wisdom is, is by going to arbitration that tends to be better for the union that tends to be better on the labor side yeah that, that i think that generally is the presumption uh, but you know these folks already have uh, 
uh, pretty good contracts. I mean, the railways have been one of the highest wage uh, uh, earners or wage payers, if you really want to look at it, uh, of any industry and, and perks and what have you. So, uh, you know, again, how much more can they get? Well, uh, again, as soon as you go to binding arbitration, it's out of your hands to some degree. What else is on the horizon? Are there any other labor sectors that you're watching specifically? Um, well, uh, again, I think the the construction industry is one that mm. uh, really is going to be uh, questionable because of what happens with interest rates. You know, we've seen a lot of activity in the economy in construction uh, simply because we've had low interest rates and a lot of activity there. But we've already seen the government starting to raise interest rates. And I know there's a lot of concern in many places about what does this mean for housing prices and, and new construction and so on. Uh, that would be one that I think would be uh, probably in the future uh, we're going to see more of. But again, right across the board, everything from finding people to be uh, in the wait service at restaurants to uh, the filling factory jobs, uh, we do see uh, tight labor markets. Hmm. Yeah, and that's, that is not going to change in the short term. Barry, great to talk with you. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, my pleasure, Alan. That's Barry Prentice, who is a professor in the Department of Supply Chain Management at the University of Manitoba's Aspert School of Business. And like I say, you know, like over the course of the pandemic, I think we've all sort of become armchair quarterbacks in a variety of different things. I can read a chart like nobody's business right now. I, I, can, I can read a chart uh, and a graph uh, from the uh, science table like, I, like nobody's business. And I also have, I think, a better understanding of supply chains in a way that I never did or never had to before because I never had a situation where I couldn't get vector cereal at the grocery store for weeks on end. What is with the vector, people? Please, come on. You're ruining my breakfast. Can't find it anywhere. I don't know if it's back yet, but I can't find it anywhere.